What's up, Dip Nation? It's too much dip. It's Monday. Uh. Uh. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm Dave. What's up, Dylan? What's up, David? I really like that polo. You don't wear it enough. I, I hardly ever wear it, actually. I know. That's what I said. Uh, thank you. It's fine. <laughs> it looks good. It's a little... It's. I like the white on navy blue. Athletic... Like it's, techie material has come a long way. It looks old school. Like do, yeah, you would probably get that at Academy Sports it's like, Outdoors. It's a bit heavy. It's it's definitely no rowback. No, back <laughs> it's or twenty. No rowback. Twenty percent off your first 20, order. Yeah. Um, I've always said like college football isn't really here until you get that first like late night West Coast game, and we get one right off the bat. And I'm so excited for it this Saturday. Do you think we could talk about it in the segment on the rundown this Saturday? You have a chance to stay up until, depending on which time zone you're in, early hours of the morning watching f- football live. And that has me quite aged at the moment. I'm talking 4.5 eggplant emojis. This fucker's got a boner, is what he's saying. <laughs> hey. I get. I just get really hyped for that, man. I don't blame you. Can't get here soon enough. Let me, let me KJ, if you'll indulge me, both of you, give me a second. I want to introduce our, our, our next co-host. KJ Ellis. Okay. <laughs> wow. KJ I will uh, balance. Okay. Okay. That's all. I thought well, you deserved it. We're doing a verse too. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I want to balance Dylan's like good shirt, bad pod techniques with bad shirt. Okay. Pod techniques because Randy, like, very kindly is like, hey, uh, I'm going to put some time on the calendar for you and I to have a one-on-one regarding your camera setup. Oh. And I'm like, mm, I think the resolution is a you problem, Chief. But now that I look at the you camera, I realize him. my shirt selection's a me problem. <laughs> so if my shirt looks like you're trying to fucking see porn on a 1990, like, channel that you don't have on cable, it looks very, like... Dude, I don't know. Clearly. Psychedelic this on my so, side. This is really weird. Right as you said that, you started to uh, get pixelated. Like it was a, an old school porn like that you're watching it, on Cinemax. Right on cue. Yeah. Pretty not, a, not a special effect unless Randy's got something in his bag of tricks over there. It's like something I downloaded on Kazaa. Just was, fucked up my parents' <laughs> computer forever. Yeah. Dad's like, we had this thing like a year. What happened? I don't know, Dad. Oh, no. Somebody freaking a, jacking it. The hard drive is 99% full. What happened? I've... Somebody's jacking. No idea. All that P2P file transfer. Just you and Cindy Margolis, the internet's most downloaded woman, just having some one-on-one time. That she is famously the internet's most downloaded <laughs> woman. Who is? That was such a terrible, terrible tagline. I don't even know if it's Cindy Margolis, but I feel like Stern always introduced some lady as that, and I thought that was who it was. But anyhow, so I couldn't be happier to be here. Man, I'm I, me too. I couldn't be happier that you're happy. I'd like to see you in real time and not in this pixelated version. I don't really know what our options are. I'd like, well, we can power through it. It's just, I like to see KJ's reactions. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll just fix itself. Even, That's yeah. how problems usually work. See about it. <laughs> just wait till it goes away. I've got a life update. Okay. I'm alive and well, but. Okay. I didn't bring this up on circling back mainly because I forgot, but 
a number of you have reached out. A couple people have even sent me coffee mugs. And there it is. KJ's back. The reason why that's significant is because I've been drinking coffee from our Keurig machine. No, it's not a Keurig. What is it? Nespresso? Yes, Nespresso. It's pretty good. However. Recyclable pods. In my intermittent, intermittent fasting, <laughs> which is a thing. Look it up. I've learned that drinking black coffee, hot coffee, is a little too acidic for my empty stomach. For your tum-tum. So I'd like to formally announce I am back in on home brewing cold brew coffee. I'm 100% in. As it is less acidic. As it is less acidic, I think you can do more with it. I'm making, I'm doing a couple scoops of, of protein in there. It's a little glutamine, mixing it up. Shitting me? Little, yeah. So I'm back on my bullshit. Oh my God. So if, people, if you're sitting there at home and you're like, damn, Dave is fucking on one today. Are you optimized? There is, there is MCT, yes, Don. There is medium chain triglycerides. Don't is that what you're asking? I don't know what those are, but they sound cool. Healthy fats. Mm. KJ, thoughts? Blown away, impressed, and I feel like the creamer conglomerate that was at the edge of their seats expecting to have a new member of their crew. The cream, is, uh, the cream crew? The cream, cream crew is, is just disappointed that you didn't grab their hat. You, I thought you were going to release the info that uh, you were now back to being a cream boy, but uh, they're disappointed. What if you were in the in the cream club, but you were also in the math club, so people just called you cream pie? Come on, man. 3.14 with a little thing over it. I'm not, I am not applauding that. People at home know. <laughs> hey, why is, why is Wuhan trending? Did, oh did the latest virus just drop? Deadly virus? New virus just dropped. <laughs> no, fa, uh, Fauci is resigning, apparently. Oh, okay. Is he doing it live from Wuhan? No, know. it would be weird. It'd be a bad look, probably, as they are our adversary. And uh, some some have suggested a lab leak theory, which was widely thought to be a conspiracy theory two years ago. But now, some are saying it's possible. Intelligent sources included. Not to get political. Interesting. Just saying. I don't. You know, for me, I don't care. I just want everybody to be healthy and free and doing ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers, immunized and whatnot. But anyway, I'm drinking cold brew. So if, if you're noticing a new me, it's the cold brew. Hey, there's a segment on here that wasn't here earlier. It says D's wet. Says what? D's wet. D's wet. Somebody want to? D's wet. I'd like to uh, mm. take this opportunity to, you know, tell everyone in my former home of Dallas, Texas, and the surrounding areas of Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area to stay safe. As you guys in Central mm. Texas have uh, recently experienced, uh, there's been some precip, some precipitation. Yeah, I'll let you defer your weather lingo over to one David Carter Ruff, but uh, there's been some localized flooding throughout uh, Dallas, Texas, and you know, just keep your head on a swivel. Turn around, don't drown. Story of Dylan's life. Man, it just doesn't want to rain here. Like, today's going to be a wet one. It, it's, it was supposed to, it had like a 90% chance at three o'clock. Now it's down to 23. I'm just, just, I just want rain. They're bot, they're, they've botched this forecast the entire summer. Central I Texas, thought y'all got rain. I led into that saying like y'all had rain. I we, I was fully under we, the impression. We had I've a been day getting of like rain last probably, updates. But numerous days in a row were promised and they did not deliver. So we got one good day. 
and I'll take it. But we need more, man. It is so dry here. It's dry. Dylan can't survive when it's this dry. I want cool weather. I want precipitation. That's what I want. Precipitation, cool weather. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, it's a different podcast. Hey, guys, it's Turpin time. <laughs> I'd like to start by discussing not only Cavante Turpin, who if you were a college football fan a few years ago, you know that name. And if you are a Dallas Cowboy fan or San Diego Charger fan who follows preseason football, you really know the name. That's fine. It's a it's an interesting story. Didn't realize the the baggage. Famously kicked off the uh, TCU team by one Gary Patterson for uh, not one but two incidents. Um, violence against women. Not good. Mm. But, big but, pull up the Shannon tweet. First Take's own Shannon Sharp would like to take credit for something. We're officially gatekeeping nicknames. And... Man, this might be one of my favorite things that I've seen on Twitter because Clarence Hill, who is a uh, beat writer, Dallas Cowboys beat writer for the Fort Worth Star Telegram, uh, posted something and and Cavante Tur- Turpin scored two touchdowns, uh, two punt returns or one kickoff, one punt return. One kickoff, one punt. And I guess Shannon Sharp is taking credit for calling him Turpin time. <laughs> and he quote tweeted Clarence Hill, who did – also uh, commandeer and use the turpentine nickname. And he said, don't steal my turpentine without giving me credit. Go check the tapes. So he said, pull the tape, Randy. <laughs> and I, when I saw this, I was like, this is this has got to be some kind of bit because turpentine, his name is Cavante Turpin. Yes. If you really think that this, this young man who's probably excelled at every level of football has made it all the way to professional football – Without someone coming up with that, the most obvious nickname his, in, in the NFL. His kindergarten teacher made that name when she called Roll for the first time day one. Probably, yeah, like, exactly. Everyone has given him that nickname. And now he's trying to gatekeep who could use it. Clarence Hill, who's by all accounts, I think, a good reporter. It's like, he was like, uh, what? And then, of course, all the other Star-Telegram and even some Dallas News people popping in like, yeah, that's pretty much all we said when he was at TCU before he was kicked off. like. Turpin time has been a thing. Check the tapes, man. Um, Randy, go to the next the next slide because that that's even better. When he's like he's responding, and he's like saying, "Show me an article where you wrote it on the show in June." Somebody asked, like, "Well, where did Shannon Sharp see it?" And then, oh, he did famously call that he would be on an NFL roster, which that is a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> but this this whole thing is bizarre. First take is bizarre for a lot of reasons, but I really like that we're. We're com- we're taking credit for obvious nicknames now. I'm a little bit shocked that this even bubbled up to Shannon's radar first and foremost because while Clarence Hill is you know a great beat writer, he's got seventy five thousand followers, seventy four point five to be accurate. He didn't capitalize Turpin time like both words. He didn't hashtag it. He didn't make it a feature <laughs> graphic. He just wrote Turpin and then the word time. Like, okay. It got 168 likes and 12 retweets. Why was one of the responses, one of the two quote tweets from Shannon Sharp? Like, that's a reach. Do we think Uh, he's doing a search to see, like, you know, people search their name and he's doing a Turpin uh time. He's like, all right, who got my bit? 
You ever put out a tweet and in your head, you're like, someone's probably tweeted this, but at this point, like, who cares? That's what happened here. Yeah. Except for there's no self-awareness here from Shannon. Unless this is an and elaborate bit. I just love that the one tweet prior to this, he's referring to somebody talking to him about Tony Gonzalez and he's calling him Gonzo. And as the father of a young child, like seeing anyone refer to anybody as Gonzo and I have a great friendship, spelling great, G-R-8, the number eight. Uh, I'm like, yeah, me too, man. Gonzo's dope. But that's, I mean, he's shifting from that over to Cavante Turpin claims. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm glad we're here just talking about the nickname. I think I'm going to just take this and I'm going to, I'm going to turn this into a bit where I accuse uh, Barstool Big Cat of uh, talking about coffee because he heard about it from me. <laughs> That's my favorite. People are like, oh, dude, Big Cat is doing your coffee bit. I'm like, is he? He likes coffee as well? That's crazy. He's been to a Hobby Lobby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, such a, I'm such a Shannon Sharp guy, though. I tend to just want to side with them on this. And I, you can't because it's so ridiculous. But he's such a likable character. Like, yeah, let's let him have turban time. Generally, I'm a Shannon Sharp guy. I don't really consume first take unless it happens to be on in the office. But you're a big Skip guy, too, right? Skip. Skip. <laughs> you know who loved Shannon Sharp and, and Skip? Or just any ESPN programming was Brando, whose last day was last week. But man, he when they started getting into goat debates, Brando, our old intern, would just like he would give us about a six minute monologue on why uh, LeBron is the goat. But what was it? Jordan's no, he, the goat, but LeBron he, is also. He said, <laughs> he said Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time, but LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. And I said, I don't really know what you're talking about, Brando. That was probably the last 30 <laughs> minutes of his internship, like us, us breaking this down. Yeah. It's like, all right, man. We, uh, okay. You can have it. I don't really know what you're trying to say, but okay. And then I would, I would, def I would defend, I would say like, I would go off about how LeBron is, in my opinion, the second best basketball player of all time behind Michael Jordan. And he, and he was, Acting like I was just trashing LeBron. I'm like, I'm giving him the number two spot. Like, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Solid number two. Yeah. I think Those he was Gen trying Zers. to leave y'all with some knowledge of, like, how to package content for two different segments. The dude was, like, real, like, meta right there. It's like, not only is this one nonsensical thought to have at all, <laughs> but you can get two segments as <laughs> exemplified by years and years of first take. <laughs> I mean, he felt very strongly about what he was saying. I just wasn't quite sure <laughs> what he was saying. Love Brando. I love it. Love yes. it. Uh, Miss him. Cavante Turpin. Uh, I'm glad that we're having nickname fallout talk. I owe it to myself and all of those who have, like, left roses at the feet of the statue sitting in Fort Worth outside of uh, whatever their stadium is called Amen at the Gary Carter. Patterson uh, statue. Eamon Carter, thank you. Uh, David pointed out, yes, he was kicked off the team for Dom Vi. I am curious to know, like, yes, I, I firmly believe he should have the opportunity at some point to – a uh, continuous career as a football player. You know, he earned the right by like going and playing at the USFL, earned the MVP there by all accounts has not had any further legal issues. And he's like working for a spot to make it in the NFL. I'm fine. I'm just going to be very curious to know like how they handle it on a national level. If at all, like if they give that part of his story, like any 
further discussion than to just say he's like somebody who's climbed out of like the depths of like playing through the USFL and all the way up to starting in the NFL. Like, eh. yeah, I wonder if it's he not- out of college, let's assume he didn't have any of that baggage if he would have been drafted at all, because he's the thing about him is he's like my size. And that's, I don't think that's an exaggeration. He's like five, nine, one sixty five, Right. Yeah. So, which uh, is insane to think about. I mean, a little twitchier than me. That's Cole fine. Beasley wasn't drafted. So that's like the next body comp I can think of, like at that height and weight for some strange reason, like Texas tech always had a small slot receiver that visibly resembled one another, but they were all stout individuals. Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, those are stout individuals. Julian Edelman is a very strong, like large human being, relatively speaking, just not very tall, but at SMU, and it doesn't all always come back to me, but I'm getting back to the Cole Beasley thing. Years in a row, we had like 5'9", 160 players. Uh, and I would never have thought that would have translated until you see somebody like Cole Beasley. I don't think Vontae Turpin five, seven, actually. will have that impact. Yeah, 5'7", jeez. Will have that impact in the NFL quite yet, but he certainly has the potential to because, I mean, hell, Cole didn't, you know, famously like – quit the team in training camp and quit football until like, I don't know. Was it Tony Romo who went after him or was it uh Kellen Moore? Somebody went Garrett. after him and was like, dude, was you need I think it was Garrett. Yeah. Like I think Turpin has the opportunity, but it's going to be a year or two down the line. Is this if, dude if that expected happens. to play some receiver? Or is he a just special teams guy solely right now? Just special teams, but okay. he played receiver quite well at TCU he unless was, he was playing. SMU. He was pretty sick, man. No, KJ. The punt return, <laughs> the, the one he took to the end zone, he ha, he has like two or three steps until he's full acceleration. He's one of those guys. Like he was, he, he caught the ball and he like hesitated, and a couple a guy flew by him, and he went from a standstill to top speed in like three steps, and it was really fucking impressive. So he's excited. Yeah, he has to make sick. you look dumb speed for sure. Yeah, Randy. Could you indulge me and hit the dip line? We're going to do one dip line call today. It's time to hit the dip line. 833-371-3477. That's 833-371-3477. Dip in, dip out. Why do you like the, the full drop ride? It's time to hit the dip line. 833-371-DIP. Again, 833-371-DIP with two Ps. Remember... Dip responsibly. Oh, and this one, it's for Dippy. Could Thank be you. A, could be about four seconds shorter than it is, but that's no, fine. I think it's perfect. Randy, hit us. Hey, guys. Daniel from Salina here. Uh, I went and played golf with some friends. I uh, wouldn't call them close friends, but uh, anyway, <laughs> I got two kids, so I never get out to go golf anymore. Um, okay. Finally get down to go play with them. They're members at a country club here in Dallas and uh, pay my guest fee, about 150 bucks, and then we play Wolf. And wouldn't you know it, I win Wolf and win about 60 bucks. And then at the end of the round, they all just miraculously decide that we're not going to uh, play out, pay out the Wolf. So I, I feel like I'm a part of y'all's friend group or something because nobody seems to pay their bets. It's killing me. Anyway, yeah, I got screwed. Not close friends, though. Yeah, I play golf with some acquaintances. Some people I am aware of, their existence. Look. 
If they picked up your tab, which is not cheap, $150, if you win $60 off the people who paid for your golf, you do not collect on that bet. You they just did not pick up it. his tab. He paid it. Yeah, I think he, I think he paid that 150 He paid the 150 Well, I thought he said they picked it up. Yeah. No. Are you sure? Randy, give us the first few seconds. Uh, he didn't really clarify. He said, I paid my guest fees. Yeah. Hey, guys. Daniel Let's run it back. Uh, I went and played golf with some friends. I uh, wouldn't call them close friends, but uh, anyway, I got two kids, so I never get out to go golf anymore. Um, finally get down to go play with them. They're members at a country club here in Dallas and uh, pay my guest fee, about 150 bucks, and then we play Wolf. Okay. He said paid my – he didn't cl- – okay. I, it could be interpreted either way. I think he means he paid it, though. I think you're right. But it's open to interpretation. There, there is a number in winnings that it becomes – a really bad look if the person doesn't get paid out. If it's like eight bucks, if I, like, if I, you know, Dylan owes me seven bucks from Wolf, I don't, I'm never going to care. Yeah. But 60 in this economy with this launchflation? <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the decline of the dollar as well, Dylan, something you have to factor in. Yeah. I think you also have to factor in, like, although you did pay your guest fee. You wouldn't be playing at this particular country club if not for their membership. So that that might weigh into the equation a little bit too. Don't give me that look, KJ. That's true. It might be right. I obviously don't know, but I'm going to thumbs down it anyway. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a bit sorry I, to be like, nah, we're just not going to pay out, man. I'm a member of a country club. There's a, a song. That's it. I, I, remember, I know this. It's not a good one. It stinks. <laughs> it's got some folky <laughs> country uh, paradoxes in it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, this this is weird because, yeah, you don't want to seem them ungrateful. You got the invite. You took their money. It's like, uh, I would just fire out a Venmo. Yeah, send a Venmo request. Do it now. They're not good friends anyway. Who fucking cares? Yeah, I would also like to know if there's any precedent here. Have you guys played golf before? Did you guys gamble before? If so, what happened? Have you paid these guys out in the past? Because if you have and they're not returning the favor, that's a big problem. A lot of things at play here. KJ famously does pay his debts. For the most part, yes. And then when I don't, I, I come up with elaborate stories to go along with them. Um, I, I, I feel like the note about them not being close friends makes me a little bit more sympathetic to his cause because if they were close friends, as David pointed out, like there is a threshold of where like a bet being collected, any efforts can come off as petty if the number's low enough. However, I feel like if it's below 15 bucks, that should be settled in like the form of something non, you know, uh, not non-monetarily. Like that should be picking up lunch, picking up, a drink on, you know, uh, during the round or busy, if you will. Um, but once you get up over $20, like that's the point where I think all efforts to collect within two communication attempts a Venmo and, or a shot in the group text, maybe not directly like saying, Hey, so-and-so hadn't paid my money, but maybe gloating about that. You won. I think uh, two attempts, anything beyond that, it's a violation on their end and a violation on yours for like playing debt collector. Is it Will that was telling us that they typically, they, the, I think he does it with his Michigan buddies, they will wager a golf polo from the clubhouse at the place they're playing, mm-hmm. which I think is a really good way to sell it because it's an immediate like, all right, let's go into the 
pro shop together. Let's go and I'll pick out my polo. We'll leave. That way it's not like, I wonder if this guy's going to pay me or not. You just, just immediately like, all right, let's go collect right now. I kind of like that. That's it's almost like a trophy too. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that idea. It's cool. I like the thought that this guy called from like the parking lot as his buddies are pulling off. <laughs> kind of sounded like it. like no, <laughs> like the exhaustion as he's like heaving his bag back into his trunk. Nobody's acknowledged the debt. <laughs> he's like, I've got two kids. I don't even like these guys. I don't get out that often. Now I'm down, you know, mentally two hundred and ten bucks. Not even uh, close. Last friends. question on this: If you're paying one hundred and fifty as guest fees. I assume that includes your cart and green fees, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the members would pay something smaller than that, but they would still have some sort of monies due that day, right? They may have to just pay for the cart. Yeah, the member fee is usually, yeah, I, when it's probably like 50-ish bucks, something like that. Yeah. I, I, Must be nice. Yeah, I feel like it should be well within range to say, if it's 150 bucks, I feel like 50 bucks, like, I don't know. I don't know Wolf and the denominations there, but like anything that's under 50 bucks a person, people should be very comfortable paying off because then that guy would have had his day of golf for free. Boom. KJ has spoken. I like that. Hey, college football's back, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Hey, do you want to continue the segment you started uh, 24 minutes ago? Yeah, hey, it's, it's officially called Football Week. I guess we, I don't know what they call it, week zero. What Introduce it. Think of like a, right now, off the dome, just give us like a, a segment or college football introduction. It can be in any, a, a song or it can be in a voice. College whatever. football starts this week. Uh, going, okay. Week zero. Best game. I don't know. Maybe Vandy at Hawaii. 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Kickoff. Ooh. That's when the game starts, you see. Uh, are we expecting a lot out of Vandy this year? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't think we it's are. It's an SEC program. It is. Famously. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a whole lot of good games, but they are real college football games. Um, a few that stick out just because they're schools I like recognize, you know. Nebraska at Northwestern. What does that do for you, Dave? Scott Frost, back at it again with Wyoming, the fans. Wyoming at Illinois. Doesn't mean much to me, but it might mean something to people that are from those places. I don't know. Vandy at Hawaii, like I said, those are the three that I'm kind of uh, – eyeballing at the moment dylan's watching those i'm yeah. watching because it's real football it's live bullets we're getting going you know what i'm saying like these games count dave <laughs> yeah they do and you know what man you can go over to DraftKings and do some wagering if you want that doesn't start for another couple of weeks but we will be bringing back the thursday night live stream before Ooh, kickoff my presented so by DraftKings. yep I can't wait to see which bet KJ fakes uh, this time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Damn. The truck nuts uh, fell I will off. say about that Nebraska. Okay. Well, <laughs> a week removed from knowing how to uh, utilize a trailer hitch, I'm much more familiar with hearing things in the back of the vehicle. That was the thing nobody realized is like, if I couldn't feel like, figure out how to like, secure a two pound set of truck nuts to a vehicle. I just trusted like a thousand pounds worth of furniture in his trailer. So I'm good now. Dude, I hate uh, it. I hate it when my zip ties forget how to zip tie, you know, <laughs> they just decide not to. 
Nebraska Northwestern, we do need to at least give the acknowledgement that it that is uh, sponsored by Tums as uh, Scott Frost has recently walked back that his uh, strength coach has been working the boys so hard that 20 to 21 people have thrown up during the workouts. Not even not even on the whole team. It was just the O-line, wasn't it? Wasn't it just oh, yeah. the O-line? Just, yeah, I think Which so. Is just, I think so. You don't want you don't want anybody throwing up that much. This is too much, and, let alone one specific position group that happens to be very important. And to proudly publicize it in that way is also a bizarre move. It's like still old school. You don't yeah, get it. come play for me where we're gonna just, you know, work you until you're sick on a regular basis. Not, oh yeah. Not only are you gonna puke and shit yourself, but you live in Nebraska. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Omaha's tight. Lincoln, I can't speak I've heard, for. Omaha's heard, all right. I've heard Lincoln is a good college town. But there, has there ever oh, been a bad college town? Like we've talked about this. Yeah, or plenty. But like for big for for D one, I mean, I don't know. I guess USC, LA sucks. I don't want to go there. <laughs> uh, I would say Wyoming, as we're on the topic today. But I don't know. I don't. I have no idea where Wyoming is actually at. Cheyenne, I assume. But fuck nobody Wyoming. knows. Oh, or hey, did you do this? You want to do it? KJ. You guys want to talk Manti? Yes. We watched the Manti Teo doc. Yes. On Netflix now. Very interesting. Two episodes, each roughly an hour long. Probably didn't need 120 minutes. Could have maybe done with 90. I was pretty glued the entire time. It was captivating. And I was surprised with how much of that story I had forgot about. I was surprised at how... Okay, when the story first dropped and I read a, the article on Deadspin that everyone read, you kind of assume that like some things are embellished and it just makes for a better story. And then you see this doc and the way they all explain it, nothing was embellished. It all happened exactly how you, like you read about it. And it was pretty fascinating. Like he, he full on got duped. Yeah, I think the only thing, and I, don't, I didn't go back and reread the original Deadspin article, but... I remember when it first happened thinking that there's no way he's not in on it. Like he, I, I was one of the ones who just, based on what I was reading and the stuff out there, I was like, oh, well, he's using this to launch pad, you know, yeah, Heisman points. bid, all that. Yeah. And any inclination I had that that might be the case is gone after watching yeah. that doc. Because there's no way. He seems, he came across like a very genuinely decent human being. Yeah. I mean, immediately. Like yeah. Alyssa, Alyssa watched a little bit of it with me, and she's like, this guy seems like the nicest guy ever. And you're watching this, and you're like, why would he agree to do this documentary and be interviewed? And like, I mean, I think most people have like pretty much forgotten about that story. Like hardcore college football fans, they remember it, but it's like, oh, yeah, that was that's a thing from way back then. That was so funny, whatever. But like now, like, I don't know, for him to just – openly discuss it in such a way it's like why is he doing this but then at the end of the, end of the doc he kind of goes into why he's doing it and he kind of spins it as an inspirational thing and and now he's like defeated you know all this negativity surrounding him and which was cool to see but i'm still just like you probably should have just let this one go man if you're unfamiliar with the story somehow essentially what happened was you had one of the best college football players in the country uh, from the time he ended up at USC, um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, sorry, almost went to USC. Wanted mm -hmm. to, weirdly, that was weird. Let's talk about that. Um, yeah, I'll get into that. 
um, from that time, like in, involved in a long distance relationship on Facebook with someone he had never met, but somebody who was cooking up an elaborate plot uh, based upon their own issues, I would say, um, including like creating multiple profiles to like make this person, this pro Facebook profile look good. This is like before catfishing was a thing. I didn't know what it was until this came out. And uh, yeah, he never met this person, obviously, because they didn't exist. And he was duped and it all kind of came to a head. I don't remember the timing being like right up to the Heisman and then the national championship game. Don't remember that. So their relationship spanned two years, two or three, two or three years. Um, and he did bring up, he was like, yeah, at this point, catfishing wasn't a thing. I didn't, I had never heard the term. I didn't know what it was. And that does make some sense because I think everyone modern day, as we've gotten used to technology and social media, there are many red flags that exist and they were all there. She wouldn't FaceTime with them. Always, ha always had an excuse why they couldn't FaceTime right? Stuff like that. Or she had got, she faked a car accident. So I was like, oh, I don't want you to see me like this until I've healed up. So they wouldn't Spoiler. FaceTime. And that was the reason why she didn't want to see him in person. But to be with someone for two to three years and never actually see this person in real life, never actually FaceTime this person, it is mind blowing that he didn't pick up on it. Mind blowing. Not only did she fake uh, the car accident, also leukemia. Leukemia. So. Yes. <laughs> and they had phone calls. They had phone calls throughout their relationship, just never FaceTime. Mm -hmm. The phone calls was with, the phone calls were with Renaya, who um, <laughs> with Dr. Phil proved that he could actually fake a woman's voice. Okay. Didn't expect so much Dr. Phil. Yeah. Uh, when that scene came about, when Dr. Phil comes on camera and we get about a four to five second, felt more like two minutes shot of just his lower torso, just standing in front of the camera before he sat down, it seemed unnecessary. <laughs> I could use less Dr. Phil dick in my docs. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, in general, did you guys enjoy? Did y'all like the overall review? Thumbs up? I really liked it. it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I guess I have a few. I enjoyed it. I'll say that. A few things I took issue with. Like, I agree the term catfishing did not exist. But as we all can agree, like, to catch a predator slash all of us growing up at our age ranges on AOL, MSN, MSN Messenger, all of those things, like the concept of someone communicating with you online and not being who you think they are, like that shouldn't be new. But I, I do not fault Manti Teo. Like almost like 60, 70% of it, like I, I get it. I think that there were a couple things that they didn't really highlight to like help clarify like how easily this was for him to like be duped was like his obsession with football and his obsession with like everything else outside of this is a distraction. I think we understand that there are those psychopaths out there that like need to be all in and completely focused. I don't think they emphasize that to the audience enough. Like his parents made the statement that he had had this rule with girls that like when he's in the zone, like every, everybody needs to understand that they come second to football or family and faith. Like they said those things, but 
we also never got an example of any of his prior relationships and that being an issue. Like with the tiger documentary we watch, we got like that whole backstory of like girlfriends who couldn't adjust to like him being a psychopath and, and you know, the reasons as to why, uh, when it came to relationships with Manti, it was just his parents said like, Oh, he had a rule with girlfriends. Never really saw that example. Um, with the communication on a long distance relationship, I think through that freshman year and like through that next summer, I can, I can get it. I think through my entire freshman year and the majority of my college experience, I think my girlfriend was at TCU at the time at freshman year. And then I dated a girl that was at A&M when I was in Dallas. So like that was a very familiar thing. Granted in those scenarios, you're on the phone a ton. You obviously would meet up at some point, but I don't know how common FaceTime really was even for Apple that early on. He's a few years younger than me, so maybe it was more advanced for his college experience, but like Skype should have been a thing. Yeah. And they talked about having Facebook messaging like conversations. We didn't get any of those actual transcripts. So like our whole reconsumption of this on his side, fully cooperated by like him, his roommate, his best friend, his parents, the news articles, his I'll get back to the other uh, issue I have with it. Like a ton of people. On Naya's side, we just have her firsthand uh, or their firsthand recollection of it all. Naya's transition to a woman, just for for anybody who's not familiar. Yes. And whose pronouns we're not entirely positive on. So if I fluctuate, it's not intentional or dismissive. It's, you know, we, we just, we haven't gone back to confirm. So Naya's point of view on this, like, is almost unchallenged. So we get all of his experience Naya's reasons as to why this happened. And I'm like, there wasn't one other person who stepped in and like said there was that cousin that she communicated with. That was was like the first, that was like the first checkbox that I think gave that green light. And that was a step. Like, I don't think anybody would uh, uh, estimate taking like creating like a faux connection for him to then verify your existence with after that. Like he, you know, it was clear. Um, I just hated not having some balance to like Naya's claim as to what the upbringing in that family was or reasons or any of that. You get that whole first episode just based on one point of view. I didn't like that part. Well, and even with that, you're only, there was nobody there maybe backing up Naya, but she comes off awful. Yeah. Like a complete, like, psychopath like almost like with with how she is almost taking credit it doesn't she doesn't seem remorseful um it was bizarre it was bizarre the self-awareness of there's the right thing and then there's what i did so it's like almost like you can't come at me because i know it was wrong but there wasn't that connection of like the significance of wrongness yeah and i mean in addition to the uh, he gets into it in the second episode the the physical and mental toll it took on Manti in the, in he said for the first couple of years, two or three years with this, with the chargers, it cost him millions of dollars. Cause he slipped. He would have been a first round pick. Um, Oh, the timing of this story could not have been worse for him. That's, I mean, that's it, what, it I started to break. Thought it'd be extortion. He was getting extorted in some way, but it just wasn't. That's just how it happened. It broke right after the national championship. Didn't it? It was, I thought it was the Heisman's before the natty, right? Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't actually break then. Okay. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because they, they were talking, they showed some clips from the. He was uh, like Natty. being interviewed at the combine. Remember? Yeah, that's yeah, one, yeah. That story I just, I just broke. Did I remember this uh, correctly from the, from the show? When he was talking about after his junior season, whether whether or not he was going to return for his senior year, did he get some oh my some words of wisdom from Lene? Because I think like basically she was like that like convinced him to return to his for his senior year, and if so, this like non-existent girlfriend like basically like changed college football history books. I mean, he played his senior year, had an excellent senior year. Notre Dame went to the national championship. Got whipped by Bama, of course. But to to just think about how this person who's not <laughs> who they say they are, <laughs> like convinced you to like and and that I don't know what his draft altered you know, the course draft, of your life significantly. What his draft draft stock look like after his junior year, but wild to think about. When did he end up getting drafted? Late late first or no second. Late he went, second. Yeah, he went second, second round. Early, early okay. second. <sighs> Obviously, you got to think that it was only improved because I remember being so passionate about thinking like, I don't even like Notre Dame. I kind of loathe Rudy as a movie and like the influence that that movie and like their cultures had on like who they are in in college football. But like I wanted him to win the Heisman that year. I was I was amped up for that possibility. And when this all happened, I mean, like everybody has their stories, you know, where they were, you know. Actually, I won't even take his snatch route. Uh, you you remember your 9-11 day. I kind of remember exactly where I was reading the dead spin story. These don't equate, but like it was weirdly one of those consuming emotion, like mind-blowing things. You're like, fuck, holy shit. Like reclicking, rereading. It would have been nice to have the author of that in the first episode or some reference to. Um, and like maybe have the added context of like when this story breaks. Do they get into that in episode two? And I just didn't and I missed it. Uh, yeah, if they, I'm ignorant here, I they apologize. Had two people from Deadspin yeah. in episode two. They okay, also okay. mentioned that they gave him one out. They reached out to to Manti for comment. They gave him one hour to respond and decided to run the story after that one hour. They gave oh, him one hour to respond. Dude, that's not fair. It's not. But, you know, they whatever. were worried. I, I, need to, I need to finish were, episode two. Uh, that's, classic, that's on me. They are worried about not breaking it, but um, that's not a good enough reason. <sighs> that's, uh, that's classic modern media. Folks, better well, to be first two, than right. Two other notes from the first episode I wanted to hammer. Um, the female reporter who was sitting at the top of the bleachers awkwardly for her entire interview. You know what I'm referring to or yeah, the interviews I'm talking about? Very familiar. I remember her back in the day. She was way too happy about like the story and like obsessed with his like arc and story and not about the person and maybe that tone changed but like the joy she had about like the story of Manti Teo and his impact and this whole you know everything his family thought like I just uh, knowing enough people who write about high school football recruits the amount of personal involvement they have and personal awareness they have and passion for the people they have it just seemed like there was a huge disconnect that like knowing the whole story she didn't have the tone or the impression that like, man, this was devastating to the person that I, you know, became so familiar with. That was one second fucking Jack Swarbrick being all over the first episode, the athletic director for Notre Dame, not a single position coach, which I get why the coaches wouldn't be involved, but like 
the athletic director talking as if he's like out there fucking talking to Manti every single day and Jerry Jones about where his head Dame. was at. Yeah. He was very Jerry Jones in it. I'm like, dude, I get that. He's the number one recruit in that class, but you're also Notre Dame. There's not a player who's come through there in the last 20 years that like you haven't had a Trevor Lawrence type player or Justin Fields, like somebody who, you know, is transcendent or an arch Manning type player. Manti wasn't that. And nobody should be confused to say he was like, he was very good. But even in that, like, uh, uh, there was an award ceremony. He's sitting there sitting next to like, uh, Luke Keekley, I think I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't realize his hair was yeah. so fucking curly and like, uh, Oh, and fucking Acho was on stage. Oh, which uh, one? he was in the first seat was Acho Keekley. And I can't, I didn't recognize the second person. Which Acho? But I'm like, uh, I think it was a manual. No, 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 Sam. It was Sam. Okay. Sam, the good one. Okay. <laughs> the talented one. The one who's not annoying. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, actually, it might have been Emmanuel now that I think of it because the teeth were. Uh, okay, anyways, that's fucked up. Um, so, yeah, Jack Swarbrick and that lady, uh, they, they just pissed me off. I forgot when we started this whole uh, segment, I was supposed to toss this up because that was the step I was most impressed with. As uh, anyone in internet one point with the tongue out, anyone in internet 1.5 and onward understands the value of having somebody like visually like certify themselves with like, Hey, how about you write your handle on a piece (laughs) of paper and the date? (laughs) Yeah. Just hold up like four fingers or something that, yeah, that, that would have got me because relationships at that point were so fucking send me pics and, or send me nudes. I kind of want to know, if Naya at any point fabricated those, I, I don't need to see them too. Like, I don't need to see that, but like, you know, that's how relationships go. Definitely. It was definitely a thought. I mean, they had to have thought about that yeah. at some point. College students are famously very horny. It's true. It's a horny group. Yeah. Um, a couple of notes here. Uh, Manti getting better with age as far as looks very hot guy. <sighs> like, from from college Manti to like I couldn't early thirties, yeah. Like, dude, <laughs> looking good. Now he hasn't played for you know he didn't play in the league last year. I don't think at all. Um, but he's he's taking care of himself. He looks good for hot. him. Yeah. He does look great, man. There's not a pregame show or like sports media position I would be upset with him in. No. Maybe that's part of the him doing this. He needs to just get. I front. hope so. I mean, finally taking control of the narrative. It's important. I guess so. Um, second, <laughs> the young lady used in the photos, in the catfish photos, the, Diane. the, the lane, let me just say, I wouldn't be as naive as Manti, but kind of get it <laughs> pretty good. <looking> pics. <laughs> Does she show up in episode two? That was on my list. No, of like, they don't talk to her. Saturday. They don't talk to her, but There's they, they footage. reveal her identity. Um, what's her name? Debbie O. Debbie O'Dern uh, or something? Diane O'Meara, something Diane like that. Diane O'Meara, yeah. Which is crazy to me is Deadspin approached this young lady and she had no idea after all that time. No, wait. Yeah. It was, I think it was even after, when was it? Dude, her, f- oh yeah, she, she had no idea. Meanwhile, there are like countless articles about, you know, Manti Teo's girlfriend passing away and all this. And I don't know how it just escaped her this whole time that it was her image that oh. was being used. She didn't know about it until Despin <sighs> reached out like, hey, you know, like, 
he thinks he's dating the person in this picture, right? Which is you. This is like 2012, right? Like or 13. 2013. Like one of her friends, one of her right. didn't happen to see one of them be like, uh, isn't that you? This is funny. They used your photo for this. Like yeah. that, that's wild to me. Yeah. Have y'all ever had that experience of somebody who you know's like Facebook profile picture gets scraped for like clickbait at the bottom of a page or something? Cause I've seen that not even like anything provocative or anything across no. the line, but like just generic clickbait. And I'm like, Oh, I know that person's face. Uh, Dylan, Dylan, uh, his face has popped up on uh dating app profiles oh, yeah. that are not his. That's happened a few <laughs> times. Yeah. Also someone has, someone has tried to catfish me before as well. I remember that. Yeah. Weird. No, none of those things have happened to me. That's odd. Still, I'm wait. not going to publicly announce like having written letters to people, uh, persons that I met on AOL as child, but you know, whatever it happens. It I have a hundred percent AOL instant message with someone I thought was a, a young lady in my demographic that was definitely an old guy. That's something that happened when I was probably ten in early internet years or yeah. twelve. It's just a rite of passage, Dave. You're it fine. really is. I'd like to. I'd like to meet that guy. I'd like to shake his hand. <laughs> I want to shake. I want to shake his hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh uh, no, Manti comes out good guy. I feel. I feel. Everybody now is like feeling remorseful. Like, oh, we should have not memed it. We're kind of mean, but that's kind of where we were in Deadspin. Deadspin was really good at that kind of shit. Deadspin was really good at breaking that stuff. Uh, then they got to be really, really good at it, and it ended their company. Although what Dead, <laughs> the Deadspin writer and his little intern guy, what they said was Tim Burke. Tim Burke. What what they said was total bullshit. They said they they didn't publish the story to embarrass Manti Teo. They did it to embarrass ESPN Bull. for falsely reporting on it. No, nah, like, dude, that's such bullshit. Dude, they had a chance you to go at that. the the crown jewel of Notre Dame. Yeah, like. That checks. That's they're like we did. We didn't have any idea how much blowback he was going to get for this. This is all about embarrassing ESPN's reporting on it. Like, no, that's not how this works, pal. Yeah, I thought that was a little rich too. Any parting thoughts for Manti? Good dude. I, I agree with you. I'm glad that it, I'm glad the uh, documentary is made because it has revised my like memory of how just. I don't think I, I accuse him of anything, but coming out of this, I feel much more like, damn, I hope he ends up back in the spotlight um, and maybe not on a DC talk cruise, like talk series or something. Did you say DC talk? I did, but like, I know I'm mixing like no, I thought, LDS with. It's fine. I think <laughs> contemporary. It almost, no, no, no. It's okay. I just hadn't heard a DC talk reference in a long, long, long time. Um, you know what, though? Good transition into our sponsor, BetterHelp, KJ. BetterHelp. Because as we've learned, life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. BetterHelp is online therapy, and it will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. That's pretty remarkable. They've got a ton of reviews. Um, if you go to betterhelp.com slash reviews, I mean, here's one from regarding, oh yeah, Andrew. Andrew's apparently the guy. Andrew has been amazing, very consistent with contact between sessions, always detailed during conversations, perfect fit. And that's what you're looking for with therapy. You want a good fit. Dylan, you've been pretty open about this kind of stuff. I sure have. Therapy's a wonderful thing. 
Uh, I think there's absolutely no shame in it. I think it's very healthy. Even if you feel like you've got all your ducks in a row, it's good to go check in every now and then. Always good to check in. Yeah. Talk about whatever you've got going on. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Check it out. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. They're blowing up, and that's awesome. They've got a special offer right now for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash muchdip. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash muchdip. Randy, would you please uh, help me out with a little UFC footage? We got to talk UFC 278 because, my God, was it a banger. Oh, yeah, you want to just get bloody with it real quick? We got to talk Luke Rockhold, Paulo Costa. This was the fight. This was not the fight of the night, but up until that point, it was. Um, Luke Rockhold, 37-year-old guy, very handsome, former model. Paulo Costa, probably the hottest dude in the UFC. So people were saying this is the hottest fight in the history of mixed martial arts. You couldn't tell it from here. But Luke Rockhold uh, hasn't been in the ring in the octagon in like a year and a half or whatever. So... He gets in there. This is in Salt Lake City. It's at elevation. And the dude was gassed in the first round. And to his credit, he fought through it. He lost the fight, but he landed some shots in the third. And then it all the the fight culminated when Luke's bloody face. Just hit play. Let's show, let's show Dylan. Let's see how Dylan thinks. Oh, I've this, seen this. this. One. You've it seen it? Revolting. Over Paula Costa's face. Oh, yeah. Look at that. It's a blood that smear. Oh, that's some extreme psycho shit. I love it. So was it coming out of his nose? Yeah. Okay. He probably had his nose broken in the first round. It is. Which made it very difficult to I'm, keep I'm tapping out. I know he's trying. It was like a psychological thing. He went, But I'm, t I'm tapping out, man. He's built different. KJ, thoughts? We've lost KJ's audio. Oh, no. That's all right. Um, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. That's yeah, give disgusting. me your thoughts. It's, it's that a good take. That's disgusting. a take that most have. Is that a good move, though, to go out like that when you uh, you know you're going to lose the fight on points? Oh, that guy was losing? Re the Yes, Luke Rockhold was losing. And he he knew it, too. Dude, he could barely stand. Is it there was a, unbelievable. Is there a point in UFC where there is like oh, the blood is too, there's too much blood, they call it? Uh, that's probably happened. Like, no, no, if you have a cut that is just gushing blood into your eye, they will definitely cut it. So if there's a oh, just a, a water fountain of blood coming out of your nose, they don't call it, obviously, because that's what's that's what's going on there. No, they let it go. I mean, as long as you are fighting back and it doesn't look like you're not seeing bone or something, like, yeah, they'll let it go. But no, that was a good fight. That was a really good fight. But the fight of the night, Kamara Usman, who we discussed last week briefly, from uh, Arlington, one of the Arlington high schools. Bad dude. Bad dude. Wow. Winning the fight. Five-round fight. 
fighting Leon Edwards, Jamaican-born, lives in England now, trains out of England. And uh, you've got Kamaru Usman doing what he does, controlling it with uh, wrestling. He's become a better striker, and he's winning. It's like three rounds to maybe one. So three rounds to one going into the final round, and you get to about the last minute of the fight, and Leon Edwards fakes a right. Uh, Kamaru Usman crouches. Randy, if you could hit us with it. And goes right into a head kick, KO, flatline. First time he's ever been KO'd in the UFC. And it was insane. The cloth from which he is caught. I mean, that is a degenerate. Watch him fake. Boom. Leans over right into it. Damn. Pretty so nasty. Us Usman lost. Yeah. It was a shocker. Major upset. Leon Edwards is... A good fighter. I don't think a lot of people thought he had the chops. They fought before, and there were no knockouts. Uh, Usman won in three rounds. But uh, shocker, and it was really sad because, like, Usman, his family was there, and, like, there was reports, like, his daughter, his young daughter, like, crying and having to get carried oh, out. Oh, man. Makes me wonder why anybody would ever bring their kids no. to something like that. Can't do that. When that's always a possibility, or it's a possibility. It, just them seeing anybody get KO'd, flatlined right. like that. Pretty scary. God. But, man, I, that rematch is going to be a banger if For and when sure. it happens. Shout out to Leon Edwards, dude. That was really cool. He was very, very... Um, his, his post-fight speech was awesome. Like it was very cool. It was, you know, almost get you teary eyed. He's grew up in a wooden shack in Jamaica and now he's the UFC champion. Good so, for him. Very sick. Very sick. Did you guys see the Brady think... and Gronk news? Oh, go ahead, Keji. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, uh, do you think there's any chance he drew his inspiration, uh, to be successful in this fight from my belief in him, uh, and, and really going into it thinking like. If KJ believes that I can get this done, then uh, maybe it can be real. Did, you, did uh, you call this? Notoriously. I can't say that I confidently called it as if I knew anything, obviously. But I did say this does seem like the type of trap fight that, you know, not a lot of attention going into it. It's in Salt Lake City. You know, it's not like that has anything to do with it. What's but like, that mean? You're fighting at altitude in front of a weirdo crowd. Um, it just seemed like the random type of fight where, you know, it's too much of a setup, a familiar fighter, not a whole lot of reason for Usman to be up for this, but all of the reason in the world for, you know, Leon Edwards to be up for it. So sure. shouts to him. I agree. Um, the third fight should be, should be, uh, worthwhile. Uh, did you guys happen to see the Brady and Gronk news over the weekend that came, uh, from, UFC tie-in from the Gronk Congrats. cast. You guys into the Gronk cast? You can watch your UFC fights with Gronk and friends talking talking football. Or talking, Is yeah, it I just guess a little all football, of the Gronks? Talking fighting. I did not know this was a thing. Let's uh, Yeah, so they had Dana on, Dana White. Let's hear it. This, this kind of rocked the sports world for a little bit because it involves TB12. It's still there. You would have You would have been. You would have been. So. I would have been. I, I'm the one... I, I, I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders. And it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him. 
and Whoa. all Whoa. hell broke loose, man. It, it was crazy, and, and, and Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk the year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl, except Gruden blew the deal up. And there's so much story that goes along with this behind the scenes. And I, I, I was never going to tell that story till Gronk just said it. But uh, and, yeah. And Dana. Oh, let me that tell you what, exactly Brady was what not happened. Happy. And you just told the story. <laughs> <laughs> Guys being dudes. Wow. Breaking news. Wow. You know, John Gruden screwed up. <laughs> going to the right. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's Wait, uh why was oh, I'm I'm so confused. Why was Dana White brokering <laughs> this deal? <laughs> Dana's a power player in Las Vegas. I don't I don't I, that is a great question why he was middlemanning it, but um I assume he has some kind of relationship with the Davis family. Jeez. And I know he's boys with Brady and Gronk, so yeah, that's that's pretty hilarious and uh Gruden, I forgot about Gruden. Uh, just <laughs> man was probably, you know, happy to see his name out of the news for the last year or whatever. And uh, damn, the guy who the guy what could have been the guy who blew it all up, John Gruden. Interesting. Uh, it sounds a little bit. I, I'm not like too good to be true because I wouldn't have cared about the outcome. I like I do believe that there probably were talks. I believe that Dana White would get involved being familiar with Jerry Jones like makes me always assume that if there's a, you know, a rich guy in sports in town and around, like there's no shortage of efforts to like have them be involved in something. Dana White seems like the type that would love to meddle with anything going in into and out of Las Vegas. Um, I just don't understand why like Gronk would be so eager to have the story told unless it's just to get eyeballs onto this new Gronk cast thing, which worked. And that that's what makes me suspect of saying like Dana saying this was a done deal. And then it got blown up as opposed to Dana floating that he could have some discussions and Gruden, not really showing much interest in getting it going. I think that's two different characterizations. So I, I I'm just suspect that this is like a ink was about to be put to a paper type thing. I will um, remind you that Brady was on, what is LeBron's show? The Barbershop Show? Mm-hmm. Brady was on, and he referenced, he didn't say what team it was, but there's like a clip going around of him being like, yeah, there was one team that wanted me, and you know they ended up sticking with their quarterback. And he, I think he says something like, oh, you're sticking with that motherfucker? So now everybody's like, oh, he's talking about Carr. <laughs> he's definitely talking about Carr. I love that. I do too. Anytime Carr gets dunked on, it's a good day for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I just love the uh, uh, the line that that, that didn't uh, probably sounds all too familiar to Dylan is the uh, Brady was looking for houses in Vegas. Like, mm. <laughs> like that's always the rumor mill line anytime right. around Austin. Like, <laughs> yeah, Saban famously was looking for houses in Spanish Oaks Day. That's <laughs> right, man. Got shooters out there. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, party and let's get out of here. This is the part of the podcast where we not only party, but we talk sports. Ooh. Speaking of Brady, that old line shredded in Tampa Bay. Yeah, they lost uh, center Ryan Jensen several weeks back and i guess this new one is well new guard aaron stinney 
Out for the year. Out for the year with the knee. knee. Not great, especially when your quarterback's 49 years old. You'd like to see somebody protect him. That interior O-line not looking strong, Dave. You want to Quinn real quick? What's Quinn? Talked about uncircling back because I was so excited. Quinn is your starting quarterback for the University of Texas Longhorns. Heisman plus 5,000. I, I know KJ's excited for that. Yeah, Brett said he sprinkled a little bit Sprinkle. on Quinn plus 5,000 to win the Heisman. And they are simply not going to win enough football games for him to be an actual contender. <laughs> if they win 10 games, he's a contender, right? He, they have no chance to win 10 games. I would be very happy with eight. Very. Okay. Speaking of injuries. Queen. Ole Miss is Matt Corral, formerly at Ole Miss. Carolina Panthers, out for the year. Same foot that he, I guess he heard against. God, he heard that against Baylor, right? Yeah, and the... Uh, Sugar Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Tough scene. I like he's fun as hell. That sucks. Uh, Baker got named starter today, though. Did he? Yeah. Let's fucking. I know. I know. KJ had his money on Darnold. <laughs> I, I don't understand where he's going to end up, and uh, I want to keep an eye out on Ryan Tannehill's stock in uh, Nashville. Hmm. Because Malik Williams is looking decent. Dennis Rodman looking good as well. Going to go middleman the deal with Russia, with Putin. Going to get Brittany Griner back. Thoughts? We're sending the worm? We're sending the worm. Okay. Hey, if he can <laughs> That's all can you had to say. Happen, that's great. That's all you had to say. <laughs> and uh, I was a, for a second confused that Dennis Rodman famously did, uh, what was it? Uh, not double time, but uh, the movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme, not with Steven Seagal, time who cop? was notably a Putin Time. No, it's it's like double trouble or something stupid like that. But uh, yeah, if it was Steven Seagal that was in that movie, I'd have more faith in this happening since, you know, Steven Seagal could get it done. But, you know, go get it done, Worm. Steven Seagal, famously a Putin apologist, actually. Um, exactly. Akib, Ta Akib Talib stepping away. What happened here? <laughs> what did I miss? He's old, isn't he? Stepping away from his Amazon deal. KJ? Oh yeah, you missed this last week. He yeah, was a, no, I don't. Akeem Talib was a, is attached to uh, an Amazon Thursday Night Football. Will be on Amazon featuring Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. But Akeem Talib was, I believe, going to be in the pregame involvement, uh, some sort, maybe halftime show. But uh, unfortunately, he was involved with a, a fight at a seven-year-old uh, seven-year-old football game. Football game for seven-year-olds, youth football game in South Dallas in Lancaster, in which uh, Akib Talib's brother, Yakub Talib, I believe, um, shot a man in broad daylight in front of his children. Wait, I've seen this uh, clip. Yeah, he killed him. Correct. I didn't know that was his brother. Yeah. And yeah, Akib was also in the video. and He started know, it, was, it, apparently. There was <gasps> discussion about whether or not he was on pulled trigger or not, but... His brother's been arrested and charged with murder. Jeez. So TBD if uh, Akib's going to get any charges. But stepping away is about as nice a, as that could be titled as possible. Terrible he's, situation. He's politely rejecting the bag. He's in saying, no, kids, no, no, man. no. <laughs> uh, we'll have more on this next week. But the tour, uh, in an effort led by Rory and Tiger, are looking at some elevated events to try to compete and curtail the live tour. Uh, on the table, and I, there's nothing else out there that I've seen. I need to go listen to the, the, the No Laying Up pod on it. Stadium events, one-day stadium events with tour pros, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means like 
trick shots. I don't know if that means it's wild. Like a uh, pitch and putt in the stadium. I don't know, but they're looking at everything. So hmm. we'll see. They got to try something. They do. You didn't hear about this in your recent uh, golf outing with uh, any trick shot aficionados? No, they they keep that stuff close, man. <laughs> they don't really let me in on it. I kept asking them to do stuff, and they would. They were like, "Dude, no trick shots today, just vibes." <laughs> and also, shout Understood. out to Sam Bennett, our friend, uh, our friend at A and M, who won the USAM yesterday. Go T and all, gig them, give them a gig them. T man look alike, gig them. There you go. <laughs> I'm famously married to an Aggie, so I can say that. Right. I forget that all the time. She's a two percenter, though. Yeah. All right. We have a very short run it back this week. Run it back, then. Let's run it back. Of course, that is a segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dave is back on his bullshit, a.k.a. homebrewing cold brew coffee. Optimized cold brew coffee. Hmm. Very cool. No cream. New virus just dropped out of Wuton. <laughs> Sorry. Wuhan. No shit. Wuton. Exclusive. <laughs> I was thinking Wu-Tang. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of the same wave there, a little bit. Sure. College football is officially back, as it famously couldn't get here soon enough. And finally, college students are famously very horny. The horniest group of people. Yes. Just horns. And uh, that, that's all we have this week. It's been a, a jam-packed episode. A fun one. Been a big one. Yes. All right. KJ, Dylan, thank you. Everybody listening, don't forget, we'll be back with Thursday Night Live streams. Week one NFL. Until then, go leave us a review if you haven't. Thanks to everybody who did. Five stars only. We will see you next week. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.